0: Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.
1: Hello there. What do you do? How are you? And welcome to episode 35 of Above the Nest with Rachel, brought to you by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. It's a great day to talk football. That is Eagles football, of course. And I'm your host, Rachel Prevett, getting you hip very quick to what's happening. The Philadelphia Eagles are now 5-7 and seven after falling to the New York Giants on the road 13-7. to seven. So let's get into a few takeaways from the very embarrassing week 12 performance. First things first, wide receiver Jalen Rager has been receiving a lot of criticism all week after not dropping one, but dropping two passes during the Eagles final drive. Two passes that could have been pivotal in the Eagles securing a win against the Giants. So not a good look. Jalen Rager is supposed to be the number two wide receiver and clearly we can't rely on him. Jalen Rager was targeted seven times, while wide receiver Devontae Smith and tight end Dallas Goddard were targeted seven times combined. Smith was targeted four times, and Dallas Goddard was targeted three times. Mind you, Devontae Smith is the Eagles' number one receiver, and Dallas Goddard is the second second most reliable target, so the math is just not making sense. I think this falls on both Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts. If you know who your threats are on the team, why aren't you utilizing them way more than you are? Jalen Rager should not be getting the final targets of the game if we know that we haven't been able to rely on him in the past. All I'm going to say is that as we start transitioning into draft coverage and thinking about long term Maybe drafting another wide receiver to help Devontae Smith should definitely be a priority for the Eagles. I don't have too much to say about the defense. They didn't play great, but they also didn't play terribly. They were able to hold the Giants to 13 points, but they should have been able to get way more pressure on Daniel Jones, who's known for turning the ball over. We should have been able to force him to turn the ball over way, way more. I think they did it once. I had to mention Jason Kelsey, who's just a complete warrior, but we already knew that. He suffered a knee injury in the first half of the game against the Giants, and he was taken out to the locker room for evaluation. After he returned to the sideline, he was seen sprinting back and forth, testing out his knee, and he eventually felt good enough to reenter and finish the game. Nick Seriani talked about this in the postgame presser about just the soldier and the toughness that, you know, Jason Kelsey embodies. Um, and a lot of the p- other players talked about this as well. I just think that he deserves some respect after this performance because he didn't have to choose to go back into the game. But, you know, he did. So that just shows you how passionate he is and how hungry he is and how much he wants to compete. And I think the point that hurts the very most is the fact that Jalen Hurts had a terrible day. I mean, I have to call it what it is. He's a big reason why the Eagles lost this game. He finished 14 of 31 for 129 yards with zero touchdowns, any three He threw three interceptions. His accuracy was an issue. His timing was off. He was indecisive and his situational awareness just was not there. This was a really, really disappointing performance and it left many people questioning if he can be the guy long term because his weakness continues to be his arm. We know that Jalen Hurst does a great job on the ground and he's proved that time and time again, but this game, you know, he was forced to throw the ball and he didn't make a lot of smart decisions. He struggled a lot and it also doesn't help that the Giants have one of the worst pass defenses in the league. Earlier this week, I had a conversation with Simone Stanley. She has a YouTube channel called Simone with the Sports, so go check her out. But she pointed out this stat to me, according to Eagles insider with uh or for NBC Sports Philly Ruben Frank Jalen Hurts has thrown three touchdown passes in his last six starts he's passed for 200 yards only once since week four and he hasn't completed a pass of 40 yards since the Panthers game in week five so that's not great either I mean Jalen Hurts had a bad game All quarterbacks have bad games, and he did take accountability, but now we're just going to hope he doesn't continue to make these same mistakes moving forward, and we're going to hope that he can bounce back from this disastrous performance against the Giants as we're preparing for the game against the Jets, because you can't lose to the Giants and the Jets. You just can't. I also wanted to mention that former Eagles head coach Doug Peterson did an interview with NBC Sports Phillies John Clark on Thursday. And John Clark asked him if the mistakes that Jalen made against the Giants are common among young quarterbacks. And here's exactly what Peterson had to say.
2: You know, even though he's been in the year, you know, in the league two years, he this is his rookie year, and he's a rookie quarterback. And- and he's learning the game of football. He's learning defenses and how each week is different. Right, teams are going to approach him differently um, every single week. And 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 I look around. Just look around the league at some of these young quarterbacks that are playing. Even you know the Josh Allen's of the world and you know uh, Justin Herbert and, and, and with the Chargers and, and guys like that. You know that you know they're still making some of those young mistakes that that you know can put the team uh, in harm's way. But Sometimes you, as a coach, too, you just got to understand you try to coach those out of them, you know, and I think that comes through experience um, and and through play. And, you know, just understand that those mistakes are going to be made. And, and sometimes sometimes you just have to kind of not, not only own up to it, but kind of accept that those are going to happen.
1: Now the Eagles look to bounce back as they head back to MetLife to play the New York Jets. The Jets are 3-8 after defeating the Texans 21-14 Week 12 and picking up their very first win on the road. The Jets' defense deserves a lot of credit for this win. They dominated, recording five sacks against the Texans. Taking a look at rookie quarterback Zach Wilson's performance, he completed 14 of 24 pass attempts for 145 yards with one rushing touchdown and one interception. This was his first game back after he suffered from a PCL sprain in his right knee back on October 24th. There was some concern after he looked to have tweaked his right knee in the game against the Texans. He limped off to the sideline, but he did end up returning to the game. BLG wrote an article where he was asking ESPN's gangrene nation writer McGregor Wells about Zach Wilson's struggles, and this is exactly what Wells says. Quote, he struggles to read defenses, he does not trust what he is seeing, he fails to get the ball out on time and in rhythm. He just doesn't see open receivers. He takes far too many avoidable sacks. He refuses to take what the defense is giving him in favor of trying for the big play when it isn't there. He is at times wildly inaccurate. So it sounds like a young quarterback who continues to struggle and just hasn't really figured it out yet. So the Eagles can definitely take advantage of that when it comes to the Jets' strengths. They have a really good pass defense with players like defensive tackle and Williams and defensive end John Franklin Myers who actually had a really big game against the Texans. He came up with a big interception and he also had two sacks later in that game. Another one of their threats is wide receiver Elijah Moore. He finished the game against the Texans with four receptions for 46 yards. The Jets however have the 27th ranked rush defense so that definitely means the Eagles need to continue to run the ball even though we know that the Jets are probably going to try to force Jalen Hurts to throw the ball Fun fact, the Eagles have beaten the Jets 11 straight times, dating back to their very first encounter in 1973. So we're going to hope that the Eagles can continue their winning streak against the Jets on Sunday, because like I mentioned, they cannot lose to the Giants and then turn around and lose to the Jets. That'll just be really, 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 really bad. If you were feeling, you know, hurt and just in pain after the loss against the Giants, I can only imagine what we're going to feel if we lose to the Jets. So that just can't happen. I'm going to speak it. It won't happen. It's not going to happen. Positive. We have to be positive. The Eagles released their third and final official injury report on Friday afternoon. And running back Jordan Howard was the only player listed as out. Jordan Howard hasn't played, hasn't practiced since suffering a knee injury in the Eagles' week 11 win over the Saints. Jalen Hurts and running back Boston Scott were listed questionable. Jalen Hurts did tell the media that he is playing on Sunday, even though he's been limited in practice all week after suffering from an ankle injury. And Jack Driscoll was placed on IR earlier this week after suffering from an ankle injury against the Giants. This is his second time on IR, so his season is officially done since players can only be activated one time. Nate Herbig told reporters that he expects to start at right guard with Driscoll going on IR, and this will be Herbig's very first start since week four. As for the Jets, Falaranzo Faracasi was listed as questionable, John Franklin Myers listed as questionable, Quincy Williams listed as questionable, Morgan Moses listed as questionable, Corey Davis listed as questionable, Sheldon Rankins was listed as doubtful, and Trayvon Wescu was listed as doubtful. Eagles kicker Jake Elliott has been named NFC Special Teams Player of the Month for November 2021. Elliott is the first Eagles player to win NFC Special Teams Player of the Month since 2010. Elliott won the honor for going 8-of-8 on field goal attempts and 11-on-11 on extra point attempts, scoring a total of 35 points. And Elliott is the first Eagles player to win NFC Special Teams Player of the Month since David Akers in November 2010. But that is going to be a wrap on episode 35 of Above the Nest with Rachelle. Like always, don't forget to tap into all of the BGN content on the feed. Also, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Bleeding Green Insta and on Twitter at BGN underscore radio. You also might as well stop what you're doing right now and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We would really appreciate it. And the Eagles return to MetLife to play the Jets on Sunday, December 5th at 1 o'clock p.m. Like we always do, immediately after the show, we will have the BGN Instant Reaction Show. So make sure you stop by, leave your three-word reaction, drop some questions, drop some comments so we can interact with you guys. And as always, thank you so much for listening. We are so grateful for all of you guys. Don't you ever forget it. I hope that you have a wonderful weekend. And we out! BGN.